Welcome to Pathway to Faith Podcast, the media ministry of Harvest Church International Outreach, where we elevate and nurture families through the Word of God. We are so glad that you are here and believe that God will change your life through today's message. Let's listen. The title of this message is going to be Men Should Always Pray. And it's so important that we pray. Your prayer life should be the most important part of your Christian walk. Your prayer life should be the most important part of your Christian life. Like I said before in one of my messages back then, it said, if you don't pray, you become the prey. Meaning the devil will be always on your tail instead of you on his. So if you don't pray, it's inevitable that the devil is going to be after you. So you have to pray. The devil will do everything he can to stop you from praying. Everything he can to stop you from praying. He knows if you can get in prayer, especially with your significant other, your wife, uh, two in agreeing together, he don't have a chance. So he's going to stop you every chance he can to stop you from praying because he knows you defeat him in prayer. But if he can get you cornerly thinking and in your flesh and in your... He's going to whip you every time. But there's power in prayer. We met with our pastor last night, our minister's meeting last night, and he said, I asked who are millionaires and who's rich. Everybody like, who have a million dollars? And he was trying to say, you can be rich in all that, but the most important thing is be rich in your prayer life. He said, if you're rich in your prayer life, you can get all the other stuff because prayer breaks through and gets you what you need in the spirit and bring it down to the earth. Amen? So your prayer life has to be very important. You can't take it casually. You can't pray just in the shower sometime. That's, I'm not saying nothing wrong with that. But you have to have a prayer life. I have my own prayer life. My wife and her, and we come together and pray. But we have to have our own prayer life, or we probably won't come together as much. Because your flesh is always, especially when you're living with a person, your flesh is going to always blah, blah, blah. So when you pray, you humble yourself. And he's put this flesh under, and then now you'll be able more submitted to the Spirit of God. So your prayer life, like I say, is the most important thing in your life. So his number one job is to stop you from praying. He will wear you out with the cares of life. He will wear you out. Soon you get up in the morning, what are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? You know that bill is due. You know this, he's going to wear you out. And he wants you to stop praying. He don't want you to go in prayer because he knows if you get in prayer, God's going to give you the answer. You'll be able to defeat him in prayer. So he's going to stop you. And one guy I was talking to, and he said, he, uh, he said, man, my prayer life is just not where I wanted to be. And he said, ah. I said, so tell me what you do in the morning. I get up with the kids at 7 o'clock. That was the first thing right there. If you're getting up with the kids getting up, you don't have a chance to pray. You got to get up before they get up. I get up way before Caleb get up in the morning. My wife get up way, we gotta, you got to get up early and sharpen yourself by the time that everybody get up. You're ready to go. If not, you're going to be nervous, running around, trying to do this, trying to do that, and you are irritated. You, Come on now. So you have to pray. As a Christian, that's the most important thing more than anything is your prayer life. Your, you can come to church, you can be an usher, you can be a greeter, you can do all this other stuff. But if you don't have a prayer life, you're not going to make it as a Christian, period. Because that's the weapon God gave us 
to defeat the devil. Amen? So if you have your Bibles, Luke 18, yeah, Luke 18, verse 1. That just was the introduction right there. That's Luke 18, verse 1. If you don't have your Bible, you have your app or your phone or something to follow along. Or you can read on the, the screen. Luke 18, verse 1. Okay, verse 1 said, Then he spoke a parable to them, to his disciples, that men should always pray. Read it on here. Men should always pray and not lose heart. Some of your Bible may say faint, uh, you know, lose heart. He said, and the reason why, he said, saying, there was a certain, there was, there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now, there was a widow, it was a woman, in that city, and she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary, adversary, I'm sorry. And he would not for a while, but afterwards he said within himself, though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet, listen at this, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continuing coming she weary me. Meaning she was going back and forth, saying, I'm not leaving you until you bless me. I'm not leaving until you do what I ask you to do. And that's what it is in prayer. We got to continue to pray. You don't give up soon when you don't get the answer the first time. You got to continue. Not saying you continue to ask God for the same thing over and over, but you have to continue on praising him. God, I'm, I'm expecting the answer today. Wake up in the morning. I'm expecting you to answer that prayer. I'm expecting my child to come home today. I'm expecting you today. So you don't want to keep asking him the same thing, but you're um, 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 thanking him for the answer prayer. Because once you say it, the prayer has already been answered. But it just have to get to you. And then, like I say, the devil going to fight everything he can to stop that prayer from coming to you. And with a, um, verse, what I start, verse 6. Then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. And shall God not avenge his own? Come on, avenge his own? <laughs> Who cry out day and night for him, though he bears long with them. So God not going to avenge you? Come on, now, if you believe in God for something, he's going to come through. You have to stay in prayer. And the main thing the enemy do, even try with me and my wife, get us on disagreement. Get us, he'll try everything he can for we can disagree because you know the power of agreement, especially with a husband and wife. When y'all get in agreement, things happen just like that, agreement. And you can't get in agreement with somebody, you're still offended with that person. So you gotta search your heart first, and don't just say, we're just gonna pray because we're just gonna pray. No, you, I, sometimes I gotta search my heart first and say, oh, babe, I'm sorry, before we come in agreement. Because you want that power of agreement to be total agreement. No, she forgiven everything in her heart. My heart is clear, and let's come in agreement. When you do that, it's an explosion. You can expect things to happen just like that. And if you're not married, your best friend or somebody that you trust in, that you can pray with, come on, God needs you to be in agreement with me. And y'all pray, he said, any two agree is touching anything that we should ask, it shall be done. So if y'all come in agreement, it's a done deal. 
You may not see it right then and there, but it's a done deal. Amen? So remember that. He said, uh, he said there, I wrote this down. There are many reasons why God does not always answer our prayers quickly. But until he lets us know, we should not stop praying for someone or something. Don't stop praying for your loved one. Don't stop praying for your kids just because it seems like it's hopeless. I've seen situations in our family members, it seems hopeless. They're just, the devil is just acting up in their life. But we kept praying. Me and my wife kept praying. That's not what God told us. That's not what we see. So we kept praying and kept praying. God turned that situation around. He had to. Because the power of agreement, the power of prayer. Write this down. If you believe in God for something, it requires consistency, endurance, perseverance, and watchfulness. This means you have to be watchful until that thing you believe in God for come to pass. Meaning you have to be watchful because soon when you pray, the enemy hears it. and He's trying to stop it. So soon when you pray, he comes immediately for the words. Soon when you pray, he'll come immediately. You could be just praying or just leaving church. And soon before you get out the door, he'll make you offended. Because he comes to take that word. He, he needs you, because he knows once that word gets planted in your heart, it's going to produce. If you keep it, you know, every time something comes wrong, you, oh, God, forgive me, Lord God, I'm sorry, forgive me. Okay, that word is still steady. But if you're having offense and gossiping and talking about people and this and that, you done messed up your, your seed. So it's very, very important. Soon when you get a word or a prophecy or anything from God, you got to guard your heart. Sometimes you don't need to talk to everybody. And don't tell everybody what God is doing in your life. Some people don't need to know. And you telling them and the devil just like, yeah, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more. And as soon as you put it out there, he's going to try to stop it. Just you and your wife come in agreement. Y'all come in agreement. Don't t tell them after it happened. When that thing happened, or oh, didn't take the testimony after. You don't have to tell everybody, I believe in God. God, and the devil say, okay. And I'm going to get on, I got a scripture on that. We're going to talk about that too. Next scripture I want to talk to you about is Matthew 26, 41. Matthew 26, 41. I don't hear Bibles moving around here. What's going on? <laughs> Can I hear an iPad or something? Praise God. We got to get back to the Bible, people. I'm telling you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay, 41. He said, uh, verse 41, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. He said, the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. He said, your spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak. And that's what he said to the disciples when they wasn't praying. When he, Jesus said, can you pray for an hour? They had, they had a desire to pray, but they wasn't disciplined in their prayer life. So if you're not disciplined in your prayer life, if you don't have a set time or a set and you get up in the morning, you go in your place and meet God there, it's going to be hard. You got to be disciplined in your prayer life. You can't pray just when you need God to do something. No, you got to be disciplined. Just like you get your coffee every morning, that same time, you got to make sure you're praying. 
same time. And most people say, well, I pray on my way to work. I pray in the car. There's nothing wrong with that sometimes, <laughs> but not all the time. You need some deep spiritual warfare prayer. And sometimes you're just not prayer. Sometimes you just got to go and decree and declare some things. Yeah, it's different than prayer and going in warfare. It's, it's totally different. So when you got to go in spiritual warfare, you don't have time to be playing around. You need to go in the room, shut that door, and de decree and declare some things. Tell the devil, let go of your kids, your money, everything. You command him to do it. You're not asking him. You don't need to pray about that. God said, beloved, well, wish above all that we prosper and be in hell, even as our soul prosper. So sickness come upon your body. You don't have to, you don't have to go in God. He, no, you command sickness to get off your body. Because, yeah, that's not God's will for you to be sick. It's, it's not his will. So you have the right to command that off of you in the name of Jesus. Don't take sickness. People say, my arthritis, my cancer, my shit that I be, my, my, my. You're claiming it. Every time you say my, you say, yes, it is. I'm yours. Yeah, I'm yours. Now, I always say you know, sickness and disease, you have no authority in this person's body. Don't claim it. Say, you're here, but you don't have no authority over here. So you have to go, and you command that thing to go. Jesus always did that. He commanded sickness and disease to go. He didn't ask if you want to go, or if you, you know, God will heal me whenever he feel like it. No. You determine. Like I said, I don't get sick. And I always say that, and I still say it. And I say it because of my confession. So you should have what you say. So whatever you want from God, you say it. And I, I just say it. I just, I've been saying it for years. My wife will tell you, I've been saying it. It's been working for me. It's been working for me. So his disciples was willing, but the flesh was weak. In other words, they had a desire, but they wasn't disciplined. So they, they wasn't disciplined in their prayer life. Jesus always took time and pulled away in prayer. Luke 6, Luke 6, 12. And I'm not going to get to that because of time, but Jesus pulled away before he chose his 12 closest disciples. He had to go and pray. And, and he, he still, one of them was a, a devil. You know, but he knew that because he, he had to be a part of the whole plan. He had to be a part of the plan. So Jesus knew who he was praying for. He had to be a part. He had to portray Jesus. He had to. Or we wouldn't have salvation. Everything had to line up. Everything had to line up. So it lined up perfectly. And the devil always outplayed his hand. Always. He think he won. But he didn't win anything. Amen? Weapon number one. And this is good here. Prayer breaks the chain of the devil. Prayer breaks the chains of the devil. Everything that's got you in bondage, everything that got you in, in, in yoke of bondage, if you pray, you break the chain of the devil. But the devil, I got, I got to do this illustration. Eric, bring this up here real quick. Let me show you something. The devil is slick. He don't, see this, this chain? Just a chain. The devil knows if he bring this chain to you and put it around you, put it around you, you're going to run from it. You're going to be like, I, you know, that's a chain. You know what I'm saying? So I, I know this is a chain. This is going to hurt me. 
you know, I, I don't, I don't want to be chained up, so I'm do, you know, I'm not gonna do this and do that. But he's slick. He's very slick. So he don't do it like this. What he do? Come here. He changed you up with choices. So, 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 so listen. Yes. Oh, I think I'll just cheat on my wife. You know, I just cheat today. You know, so, so that's fine. Choice. Oh, I think I'll just, you know, I'll just talk back and, and, and cuss this person out. Choice. It's, it's starting to look familiar. Isn't it starting to look familiar? <laughs> uh, uh, well, I think I'll just, you know, you know, I don't care what the pastor say. I'm just doing my own thing. You know what I'm saying? Choice. You know, uh, 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 you know, my, my wife made me mad, so I got a work husband, a work wife. You know, the person on the job that you like more than your wife and your husband that makes you feel good? Choice. Starting to look familiar? Starting to look familiar? See, see he's not going to bring this to you. He's not going to bring this to you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I can drink a little bit. I can smoke a little bit. You know, I, you know, choice. So everything, everything, community, everything, he give you choices, choices, choices. And all those choices, what is leading to it? Look at all those choices. Bad choices. I ain't talking about wrong choices. Bad choices. So they just keep leading to, you know, one thing after another, one thing after another. And then you just, you just, uh, and now you just, let me put that on there. Hold on, one, one, we got two more. So now you just chain up. Now you just chain up. Now he didn't do this. He didn't bring this. Hold that. But he brought this. And a few more of these bad changes, what are they going to do? Wrap around you. Bad choices. The devil, he'll chain you up every time. And you wondering why you're looking at pornography all night and your wife, what's going on? Because bad choices. You didn't turn the TV off when you were supposed to. You wondering why you... Bad choices. And that's what he do. He calls you, but that's all right. They're supposed to break off. When you start making right choices, they're supposed to break off. Come on, now break off. Yeah, they're supposed to break off. When you start making right choices and not letting him control you, they're supposed to break off. But the devil, that he's so, he tries. I hate to call him smart because he's an idiot. But he, he, he used things to get us and, and wrap us in, the, in our bad choices, and then now we're trapped. You're trapped with that woman on your job that you're just flirting with all the time. She makes me feel better than my wife. She make, you're trapped. Next thing you know, can you come fix something in my house? I need a lamp or something fixed, and you in her house. Choices. And the devil knows what you like. And he will have you chained up if you don't make the right choices, if you don't make the right choices, now go to Ephesians 6.10. Go to Ephesians 6.10. That's why your prayer life is so important. It's your, your prayer life is so important. Now let's rush this thing. He said, finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you, be able, that you will be able to stand against the wiles or the trickeries. That's wiles mean trickeries of the devil. He said, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, 
but against principality they're called rules and chief. You notice in certain areas like certain cities, now it's, you know, I'm not gonna call it a city, but certain cities they have a, a whole uh, like principalities of uh, lust or something like that, homosexuality in certain cities. You know, was one city, but now it's in another city. And that's principalities. That thing is controlling that whole area. You, you can't walk in, and that's why certain preachers, not saying the name, fell because that spirit was so strong, it was, it was everywhere he went, probably. So when he got in, he just, come on now. So that was a principality demon that was operating in that city. Amen? So look, he said, principality. So what he's saying, we don't wrestle against my wife and us. We don't, that's just, no, you're not wrestling with her. You're wrestling with principalities against powers, against the rulers of darkness, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in high places. So you got all these different things you're wrestling with in the spirit. And you have the now lay me down prayer. It's not going to work. Not that type of prayer. You're dealing with these demons. You need more than that. The serious. You need the, a warfare prayer. A prayer that's going to shake the devil. Get out of here in the name of Jesus. So he said, listen. He said, uh, he said 13. Therefore, take unto you the whole arm of God that you may be able to withstand or stand against in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore having girded your waist with truth, having put on your breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Verse 18 of the verse, verse I want you to listen, look at. Verse 18, put it up there, please. Look what it said. Praying always with all prayers and supplication. Where? Where? In the spirit. And then watchful again. Look, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints, meaning praying for your brothers and sisters, all the saints. Not just your particular few that you like more in the church, he said praying for all the saints, praying for your pastors, your leaders, your administration staff, praying for all of them. And, and, and I was telling somebody at the funeral that prayer, uh, forgiveness is a choice. You make the choice. The feeling's going to come after that. You're not going to feel like forgiving somebody, especially when they made you mad. Or you're not going to just feel like it. But you have to make the choice, God, I forgive that person. I forgive them, Lord God. Mm, I don't like what they did, but I forgive them. And then as you say that constant time, when you see them walking down the aisle, how you doing, how you doing? You already forgive them in their heart, so it makes it easier and easier. But if you constantly saying, I don't like her, she, she mean, she this and that, she mean, you'll never, come on now. So it's your choice. God give us a choice, amen? So prayer is so important. He said praying always that means praying for everybody. Number two, weapon number two. Pray the word of God. Listen. Pray the word of God. I got this book, and everybody should get this, this red prayer book. This prayer book. Me and my wife have one. And, uh, but you can do it on your phone now. You can download this on your phone, and they got all different types of prayers on there. Keep that 
I mean, they got powerful prayers in that, in that bad boy. Because I don't know if they sell the books no more like they use this. But you can download it on your phone. I recommend everybody to get that prayer book. Amen? So if, um, let me show you this. Uh, Psalms 103. Psalms 103, 20. I want to speed it up a little bit because I want us to pray uh, at the end. So forgive me if it seems like I'm rushing a little bit. Psalms 103. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Look what it says. Psalms 103, 20. Bless the Lord, you his angels. You his angels. So I mean, you got angels that's waiting on you to say something. Everybody have angels. And they're waiting. Some of your angels are just bored. They just ain't saying nothing. You know what I'm saying? They ain't saying nothing. I'm just waiting and just waiting. I'm ready to go, ready to go. You as angels, he said, that excel in strength, where he says powerful. And angels are messengers. He said, in strength, force, might, or power, that do his commandments, hearken, listening. They are listening diligently, obey, ear, and they're ready. Your angels are ready. They're listening to the word of God. But they only move by the word of God. Not by pouting, not by whining, not by please, please, please. They're waiting on the word of God. So when your prayer, when you pray, God, you said in your word that if I abide in you and your word abide in me, anything I should ask in your name, it shall be done. God, you said in your word, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. You said in your word. They're waiting on the word of God. They are waiting on your words to just bring it back to him so they can do what they're supposed to do. And as I was studying this, it was so good. The Lord showed me. The Lord said they excel in strength when you pray. So prayer give them strength. I was like, so prayer give, so your angels, you got weak, they're waiting on you. So you, when you pray, you're giving them strength. They are ready to go. They are ready to go, ready to fight for you. So you have to give them strength. You have to pray. And your prayers have to be, I'm telling you, there's a time to pray, but there's a time to decree and declare some things. There's a time to listen. My wife said, we need to pray. We need to pray. We, we setting everything aside. We getting the worship music. We ready to go in. And we ain't coming out till we get a breakthrough. We ready to go in. We closing off everything and put the music on. We're going. Not quiet prayer, you pray on your side, you pray on your side, and not today. We need to come in agreement and command some things to happen in the name of Jesus. So she's praying, I'm praying, we're one in the spirit. And sometimes it take an hour, sometimes it take whatever. Until we get a release, we're, we're good. And then people are called, oh, thank you for that prayer, I really received, I, I, I needed that, thank you for that prayer. They don't know if we were praying for it, because in prayer, God would tell you who to pray for sometimes. God put people in my heart all the time when I'm in prayer, call that brother. Call, call him and tell him such and such. I'm like, man, I, you was right on time. The Holy Spirit told me that. It wasn't, it wasn't Troy, it was the Holy Spirit. So when you pray, God would humble you and he'll put people on your heart so you can pray for them. And then when you pray, because some people, that's the only prayer they may get by you praying for them. So, so if God puts somebody in your heart while you're praying, pray for them. But I thank you for such and such. Brother, such and such. Or text them. If God puts you in their heart, 
I text brothers all the time. Hey, brother, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. God told me so. And brother, like, man, that was right on time. Sometimes we don't do that because we think, what if I'm wrong? What if, you know, God didn't tell Just do it. You just tell them, as long as you ain't cussing them out. Nothing wrong with texting a person and telling them an encouraging word. So just do it. When the Spirit of God tells you to do something, he tells you to do it for a reason. And we're talking about that. Go to Daniel 10. Daniel 10. And we're going to move on because I'm ready to pray in the name of Jesus. Daniel 10, 10. And this is why sometimes, uh, yeah, Daniel 10, 10. He says, suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hand. Man, come on. I mean, that something touched me. I mean, the angel, that's how powerful it was. He said, and he said to me, oh, Daniel, man, greatly beloved, understand the words, underline words, that I speak to you and stand uprightly. For I have now been sent to you while he was speaking this word to me. I stood up trembling. What verse I want to get to? Okay, go ahead. Then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God, this is the, this is the one I want to get to right here, your words were heard. And I have come because of what? He said, I have come because of your words. Your words. So your words is powerful, but you got to speak them in the atmosphere. You want things to connect in your life. You want people to, to connect with you for a job or anything. Start speaking your name out there. God, the HR, the person going to call my name. My application going to be the one that they're going to pull in the name of Jesus. I thank you for, I call my name, Troy Jones. Troy Jones, out there in the atmosphere. You got to call your name. Say your name. And, and tell your angels, angels, I, I command you to go now in the name of Jesus. Go and bring, you got to command them. They're waiting on you. Don't be a spread of them. They're waiting on you. Yeah, they, they're waiting on you to command them to say something. But it has to be the word of God. They're not sitting up there waiting on you while you complaining and talking about people. They're waiting on the word of God. So you bring that word out, they're going to do what they're supposed to do. Weapon number three. We got, okay, good. Being fully persuaded in your prayers or convinced. Romans 4.21. Go to Romans 4.21. You have your Bibles or your iPhone, or they're going to put it up. You say, and being fully convinced or persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to perform it. You have to be fully convinced in, in your prayers. The Lord told me this a few years back when I prayed for people. I'm so convinced that God is going to answer their prayers and God is going to do that for them. But when I was praying for myself, it's kind of, you know, you're not putting all that, that energy in it for yourself. And the Lord just spoke and said, Troy, you got to believe in your prayers for you. I was like, I, you know, you know, he said, no, you got to believe in, just like you praying for this person that you got to believe in your prayers for you. 
And then people just call, call me and my wife. You'll pray with somebody. Some people call, oh, thank y'all so much. This happened, this happened. And I was getting like, God, this happened quick for them. What, what about me? You know what I'm saying? But I had to believe in my prayers just like I believe in them. So when you pray for yourself or heal, believe that you heal. Don't wait till the healing come. You heal, you heal now. The healing just got to catch up to your words. So when you get up in the morning, the sickness still on, thank you, Lord God, for my healing. I thank you. I'm feeling healed. I'm healed. Keep walking around. I'm healed. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm healed. People say, oh, you still, I'm, don't worry about that. I'm healed. Because you, you got healed, but you're just lining up. Your words is lining up your body up. That body has to line up. So you should have what you say. The Bible says you would have what you say. You know, you would have what you say. When Pastor told us that last night in the ministry, me, he said, listen, your prayer life is the most important thing. You want to be rich, be rich in your prayer life. Pray. Pray. Not whining, not, no, not pray. And you have to develop a strong prayer life. Strong prayer life, not just anything, a strong prayer life. And as you do that, it's going to get build up. It's going to build yourself up more and more. And then you're going to love doing it. I love when I go in, good morning, Father, good morning, Jesus, good morning, Holy Spirit, and just spend time with the presence of the Lord. And as you do that, you get into prayer and just worship. And just do that first before you try to go in there and start, give me, give me, give me, uh, but, no, just worship him. Get into present and worship him. God, I thank you, Lord God. I'm so grateful for everything you're doing in my life. I'm so grateful for my family. I'm grateful. I just thank you, Lord. And when you do that, it get easier. Yeah, it get easier to just be in his presence. And you want to be there. So that 10 minutes turned to 15 minutes. 15 minutes turned to 30. You got to look at your watch. Man, I got I to go to work. I got to get out of here. I'll meet you here back here tomorrow, Jesus. Thank you so much. I'll meet you. Throughout the day, of course, you pray throughout the day. You know, just quick prayer while you walk. Just pray. But just meeting him there in that morning prayer, nothing like it. When you meet him there, you go and decree and declare something. You can command the morning before you start your day. I command this to happen. I command this to happen. You command the morning. And then your morning will be lining up on what you said. I'm, it'll be lining up because you already spoke it out there. This is going to happen. I'm going to meet this person. This is going to happen. And your day will be lying. You'll come home and be like, remember the, uh, the 70 that Jesus sent out? The 70? When they came back, they was like, wow, Jesus. Even the demons are trembling at your word. Jesus looked at them like, what y'all expect? <laughs> what, y- what y'all expect? Well, not to work? Come on now. So his word works. So you have to be fully, fully convinced. Go ahead, Terry, don't stop praying. Those things may not seem like it's happening the way you want to happen now. Don't stop praying. You got to push. But pray until something happens. You got you to pray until something happens. God, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting it to happen. I'm expecting it to happen. And don't take the report of the doctor over the word of God. Y'all go to the doctor. Soon the doctor says something. You got this, 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 this. And then now you're coming home, you're telling your family, you got this, this, this. You're getting on the phone, you're telling your friend, you got everybody know you got this, this, this. And everybody's saying it. Yes, such and so and so, such so and so got all these sickness and diseases. And so 
is out there in the atmosphere. Now, when you go, something wrong with you, tell your wife, whatever, somebody that's going to pray with you. That's what they say I have, but I'm not claiming that in the name of Jesus. I'm not claiming that I am healed. And you have to be fully, fully convinced that the word of God works. And you don't want nothing less. You don't want nothing less. But the Bible says, but it's the last scripture. We're going to pray real quick. He said, but when Matthew 6, go to Matthew 6. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 6, what did it say? But read, read that first verse for me. What did it say? Stop right there. But, but who? But when? But when who? Not the pastor. Not, not wearing the pastor out, calling pastor, calling the church every day. Pastor, can you pray? But say, but when you pray. He said, but when you pray. So God's saying he wants you to pray. He wants you to come to him. There's nothing wrong with we. That's what we're here for. We're ministers. We have to serve. We want to pray for you. We want to. That's our job. We love doing that. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that if you can't get in touch with somebody, you can't. You got to pray. You got to. Come on. Now your child's sick or something going on. You have to pray and expect the same anointing that's on the man of God, the same anointing that if he was there is on you. Father, I decree and declare that this is going to happen. So he said, when you pray, he said, so when you pray, so the main thing I say when you pray, we're not praying a prayer of asking, asking, ask God, give me, give me, give me. We want to pray, and we pray real quick. We got a little more time. Pray, I call it a warfare prayer. Me and my wife and Nisa, we got to go in warfare. We're not... Listen, we don't come in there looking cute. She ain't coming in there looking. She, she's ready. She's got her sword. I got mine. We're ready. So we're prayer is uh, uh, binding and loosing, telling the devil to lose everything he has stolen from you. Everything. Your kids, your finances, your health, everything. And you got to go in there just like that. You can't go with the devil like, Mr. Devil, please, can you just like... Come on, people calling him Mr. Devil. I'm like, what in the world? You don't, you don't have that much... <laughs> What? Now he ain't no mister. You're going to take stuff from him. You're not giving him no. Come on now. You got to be just that mad at him. If something happened to my kids, I get. I'm not mad at. I get mad at the devil that's bringing that on my kids or trying to hurt them. I get mad at. And that's how you got to be. I dare you. Yeah. How dare you gonna come on my kid like that? No, you have to be strong in the Lord like that. And it's only going to happen in your prayer life. If you have a strong prayer life, you can face him like that. If not, you're going to be just defeated. Whatever happens, happens. I prayed and nothing happened, so I guess I'll stop praying. Be like that woman. She, she was persistent. She kept coming. She said, God, hey, listen, be like that. Kept, keep coming. And God will answer your prayer. If you're just persistent and not giving up and standing on the word of God and bringing his word, say, God, your word said, your word said it, Lord. And I know you're not a God that will lie. Your word said it. That's why you got to write scriptures down, write confessions down, write, you know, write things down and say it, personal confession, write scriptures down, put your, your kids' pictures on your wall, put whoever praying for it in your office, put praying, 
Come on, now you're praying for Every time you look at it, you're praying for that person. And don't give up. I don't care what it look like. Because we always win. And I'm going to always say that we always win. It may not be look like it in the beginning. Because we were just talking about that, me and my wife. Sometimes God will send you through things. He want to get you strong. Perseverance. He want to make sure you're strong to handle or carry the weight that he's about to give you. So he's not going to get you out of things quickly sometimes. So when you pray, just get me out, just get me out. Sometimes he wants to see how you're going to handle it. So when you get into a, a harder situation, you didn't handle the little one. Now you're getting a bigger situation because problems don't stop. So just because he didn't get you out so fast and you still, he wants you to pray more. He wants you to, to come before him more. So when he got you out, so when that next issue come, he did it. You know, God's going to bring me out. He's going to bring me out because he got me out of that. He's going to bring me out again. So be consistent in your prayer. Don't be chained up by the devil and walk in your authority. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give generously and make this ministry outreach possible. Click the link in the description to give now or visit hcio.org slash podcast for more information. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Even tag us on social media at Harvest Church KC. Thanks again for listening.